What's up, guys? It is Michael Hunter at Pico36 on Twitter. I uh, coming at you for episode number fifty-one today. Um, just finished the podcast, and it—I mean, I only did twenty-five minutes, and it completely wiped me out. I have been down with the flu since Sunday, and you know, I thought I, I thought I caught whatever was going around a couple weeks ago. <clears throat> And I saw that some other people had it. And I don't know if I just had, you know, cold or what, but Sunday afternoon, this thing hit me like a, a wet towel in the face and been out of it in a NyQuil coma for the last two and a half days. And I wanted to get in here and get something down because right now I'm at like a week and a half without a show. So can't have that. Tried to get something something out to you guys and let you know that I'm still alive but, uh, you know, short show today, not my best work by any means. I just uh, hit on a few key points from the week and want to get us caught up. I want to stay in touch, let you guys know that I'm still kicking. But, uh, yeah, it's been craziness, mass craziness. Who would have thought that GTEC would be at 2-2? Two and two? Who would have thought that Pittsburgh would be at 2-2? Two and two? Who thought Miami would be 0-3 and, and Clemson would be 0-3? And, 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 you know, Boston College at 0-3. Or no, Miami has won a game, right? Yeah. So, you know, it's it's shaping up that you know the 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 distribution of wealth in the ACC may not have been as as extreme, I guess, or not extreme as we originally thought. As it's looking like, you know, North Carolina may not be as good as I originally anticipated. Louisville may be a lot better than I originally anticipated, and certainly Pittsburgh and Georgia Tech are have looked good early and we'll see where that goes. Um, you know, and then there's some teams that are still up in the air. I'm still not sold that, you know, Boston college is bad. I'm still not sold that North Carolina, that Notre Dame is bad. And, you know, I, am still a believer in Florida state. I I think that they're going to write that ship, but we'll get to all that today. I appreciate you guys joining me for episode number 51. Remember to uh, like, rate, review, share, retweet the podcast. I appreciate uh, some new reviews that came in this week. Uh, check out my stuff on slapthesign.com for the Notre Dame preview that I put out today. I put out the uh, preview for the Clemson game on GT Swarm today, so look for that. And don't forget to check out accbasketballreport.com for uh, Charlie's articles as he previews the rest of the week. So I thank you guys for hanging with me today. Um, short episode, and we'll be back on Sunday, hopefully at full strength, and we'll get you out that uh, that content that you guys love. So uh, I am Michael Hunter. This is the ACC Basketball Report. What's going on, my people? It is Michael Hunter, also known as at Picone36 on Twitter. Happy to be with you for episode number 51. We are right in the thick of ACC action, and it is starting to get a little bit crazy out there. Um, I apologize for it being Tuesday afternoon at this point. I have been laid up with the flu since about Sunday, and just... 
miserable in bed um, and, and just not feeling all that well. Just trying to gut it out today. I'm not going to do the typical show, but I'm going to hit on a few key points for you guys. Um, <clears throat> wanted to jump right into injury news. Um, quite the list. It's actually, you know, we're starting to see some guys get nicked up a little bit. Uh, Juwan Durham, the shot blocking center for Notre Dame, missed the Boston College game due to an ankle injury. Temple Gibbs was also ill uh, for that game and did not play. Did not deter Notre Dame, though, as they did get the win in a must-win situation. Uh, probably the biggest news so far of the week is Trey Jones, the five-star starting point guard for Duke, uh, left the Duke-Syracuse game last night with what has now been reported as an AC joint shoulder injury. Um, for those who are unfamiliar with that, that is an injury I guess it would be like the separated shoulder, I guess, somewhat similar to that. And it'll be it'll be reason for him to have his arm immobilized for at least a couple weeks. Uh, early reports are that he was he'll be out indefinitely. This actually could potentially cost him the rest of the season. Uh, it is a serious injury, an injury that has um, the ability to linger. Uh, and Duke has had really kind of a rough week overall. You know, Zion gets poked in the eye uh, in the Florida State game. Duke still wins. He doesn't play in the second half. He did return for the Syracuse game, put up 35 points, and they ultimately lost, which was interesting. Um, Cam Reddish missed the Syracuse game with illness. So Duke is starting to feel it a little bit. And <clears throat> they're not incredibly deep, I guess, because, uh, you know, they, they recruit such high-profile guys that, you know, a lot of the guys that come in are expecting playing time immediately. And, you know, guys like uh, Jordan Tucker, for instance, who transferred to Butler last year, uh, you know, they don't tend to stick around when they're, when they're not getting any of the minutes. So uh, other, let's see what other, uh, Winston Tabs actually did return for Boston College this week. Uh, I believe struggled quite a bit in his return um, coming off of that leg injury. He did return for the Notre Dame game. Uh, you know, <laughs> getting out of injuries and just into what's going on around the league. Absolutely insane week in the ACC. I was not able to watch as many games as I would have liked. I think right now um, it's safe to say that I've overestimated Carolina a little bit. They obviously have some flaws. And at this point, I think we all need to to probably acknowledge the fact that Virginia is maybe in a class by themselves right now. Obviously Saturday is gonna is gonna tell us a little bit about both Duke and Virginia, but you know, if if Jones is out and if Reddish can't go, you know, if Duke is undermanned, then that doesn't really uh, that's not what I want to see. I want to see everybody in full force getting after it. Um, obviously Zion's fine with his 35 points last night. So at least he will be available for that game. But I think right now I think Virginia is clearly the best team in the league. While, you know, I think um, North Carolina is kind of struggling with with some transitional, I guess, things as, as far as the teams. They like to run, and that's how they like to beat you with that secondary break. But they struggle with teams that like to run with them. Um, you know, NC State had the formula. They just couldn't quite put it all together. Um, NC State is a team that I kind of doubted coming into conference play and I've been impressed with them so far I think DJ Funderburk is way better than anybody anticipated myself included so you know crazy week in the ACC okay Syracuse defeats Duke at Cameron Indoor 
after they drop a home game to Georgia Tech. Okay, nobody saw that coming. Florida State, uh, the team that I had at the number four spot in my power ranking just recently currently sits at one and three. Okay, they lose on a last second triple by Cam Reddish the other day when they when they had that game won, and then they get thumped at Pittsburgh, which. If you're playing against Duke in Cameron and you're up, the one guy that you cannot lose on an inbounds play is Cam Reddish. He's not, um, I mean, he's an NBA-level shooter. He's not quite a knockdown guy this year. But of all the guys that you want shooting that three, you'd probably rather have Trey Jones or Jack White or Zion taking that instead of Cam Reddish. Cam Reddish is the last guy you want taking and making that three. You know, UNC, they get a win in Raleigh, and then they get destroyed, absolutely destroyed, the worst home loss for the North Carolina program at home since 2002 by Louisville. Jordan Nwora, uh just doing what I predicted he would do this year. I think Malik Williams has looked really good this year so far. Uh, Stephen Enoch is not even close to being the player that he was at UConn. He's been terrific this year. Uh, Christian Cunningham has obviously... Um, separated himself uh, in that point guard stable for for Louisville and Louisville is looking like they could challenge to be a top tier team in the ACC right now. I'm literally looking forward to them traveling to Atlanta this Saturday and playing against that Georgia Tech defense and you know Georgia Tech is another team who who thought they would go to the Carrier Dome and beat Syracuse. As a Georgia Tech fan, I certainly did not think that was that was a possibility. And and then you also when you talk about surprises, you got to talk about Pittsburgh, who's now two and two in league play with wins over Louisville and Florida State. Uh, on the flip side of that coin, Miami, Clemson, Boston College, those three teams are combined one for nine in league play in ACC play right now. Now, granted, you know Miami losing Dengak and and Dewan Hernandez, that is. That was unforeseen, okay? I think I had them at 10 or 11 coming into the season, so I didn't have a whole lot of expectations for them going into the season. But, you know, they're, uh, you know, talking to 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 Will Ogenen from ACC Nation, if the games were only 30 minutes long, Miami might be undefeated in conference play right now. They just don't have the legs or the depth to, to compete for 40 minutes against ACC-level teams. And you can see it in their jumpers. Late in games, they're, you know, they're coming up short. They just, they just don't have the legs to go only play six guys. And you know, if somebody you know, gets in foul trouble, like Sam Wardenberg has been in foul trouble in a game or two, if any of that happens and guys have to go even deeper into, their, into how many minutes they have to provide, Miami just gets in trouble. Now, a team like Clemson... There's there's not a whole lot that can be said. Obviously, you know Elijah Thomas was dinged up early in the season, but I think he's probably over that. Uh, Marquise Reed is dinged up, but he's you know he's wearing a what looks like a fuel tank strapped to his leg. Uh, Shelton Mitchell has been a disappointment so far this season, and I think with that trio of guys, that's where if if there's any struggle coming from them, that's where Gabe DeVoe would have picked up the slack last year and provided that that consistent scoring from the outside and. You know, Amir Sims is hot and cold, hot and cold. I think he was one for 11 the other night. Clemson is averaging less than 60 points per game in ACC play right now. And I'm not sure what you can do to fix it. I mean, Reed is obviously a star, but you need Mitchell to step up. You need Thomas, who is averaging a career high in points, but his numbers are down in rebounding and blocks from last year. I don't know if that is a stamina issue. I don't know if he's in the best shape right now. But Clemson is clearly missing the it factor, I think. 
And, you know, I'm, well, we're going to talk about it here in just a minute. I'll, I'll get back into Clemson. Boston College is a team that I kind of expected a little bit more from. They've had kind of a rough go of it early. You know, with the Tabs injury, the Stephon Mitchell injury, both those guys are back now. But I think if they're at full strength, they should be decent the rest of the way. I have, I'm not ready to give up on Boston College. I think they've got too much talent. And I think, uh, you know, Jim Christian, I think, is an underrated coach, especially offensively. For, I'm not going to do the rundown for, for the entire week as far as every score from every game. I just I don't have it in me right now. I really need to hit some NyQuil and get back on the couch. But I wanted to drop in, let you guys know, because it was kind of getting – stretched out on me here a little bit. I wanted to, to hit the reset button and concentrate on tonight's games as well. My performer for the week, uh, you could have gone a couple different ways here, but I think that you have to pay attention to what some guys are doing and you have to, you know, have to give them an attaboy. And I think this week that player is Trey McGowan's at Pittsburgh, uh, two 30 point games, Pittsburgh goes 2-1 and one on the week. He goes 18 for 19 from the line in a win over Florida State, which is huge for that program. Pittsburgh right now I think is is better than Wake. I think they're probably better than Miami. I think they're better than – I mean, right now they look better than Notre Dame, Boston College, all these guys, Clemson. Uh, Pittsburgh has – these guys have bought in. Uh, to watch uh, Adis Tony play the small ball four and be completely – overmatched physically and just to see how hard he plays um this team has clearly bought in terrell brown is starting to develop like i predicted he would last year when he decided not to transfer um and and you know what can you say about xavier johnson who is a 6'4 6'5 point guard that has you know i don't know what his wingspan is but it's got to be 6'9 6'10 i mean his his wingspan just goes forever and if mcgowan's is going to start putting up points and start shooting the way he's been shooting and, and making his free throws and if he's going to be a consistent guy on the offensive end now they had three games this week okay he scored 33 30 and 7 so you know that's what we're talking about when we're talking about mcgowan's and his consistency i will take 16 to 18 a night from McGowan's before I would rather before I would prefer a 33 and a 7. You know, give me something, be consistent and and I think that's what we're kind of working towards. I think he's starting to feel it out. And I think you have to uh you have to acknowledge what Clemson would have been this year had Brad Brownell been able to land Trey McGowan's and Zion Williamson. Now, I don't think that's really through any fault of his own when you consider where those two players ended up. But imagine where Clemson could be right now if they actually brought those two players home, or actually I should say kept them home. Um, you know, big miss by Brad Brownell. Uh, as far as recruiting, uh, Darian Sebron has committed to NC State. Sebron's a four-star guard who is now going to be placed with Jalen Leck, who is a superstar point guard that's also heading to um, NC State next year. If Leck does actually end up in Raleigh, which I'm not convinced he he's going to there was whispers that he may go right to the nba um due to i guess how his how his prep schooling lined up i guess um some guys you know are held back a year or whatever i'm not really i'm not 100 percent clear on that but um these two guys in that offense are going to give nc state a top four or five backcourt in the acc in the years to come leck is a superstar um i don't know a ton about sebron other than what i've seen on youtube and, you know, what you see on YouTube is, you know, the kid shot 100% from the field and it's all dunks and triples and everything else. So, you know, it's a highlight reel. But as far as 
putting these two guys on the court together in that system, that's pretty scary for for opponents uh, coming down the line for NC State in the coming years. Uh, stock watch this week. <clears throat> Again, I told you guys I'm I'm just gonna I'm trying to. Wow, wow, I'm only at 15 minutes. All right. Uh, you know, Stockwatch this week, I, it's, some things are really confusing right now. I think it's still too early to sell Florida State, in my opinion. Um, but if they don't figure out their shooting right now, they could be in big trouble. I think they just shot like 9% in the Duke game the other day. Their next four games are Boston College, Clemson, Miami, and Georgia Tech. I think for Florida State, four very winnable games. Uh, I think it's a split, two home and two away. You know, we'll know more about them after the next four. I wouldn't be shocked to see them at five and three and right back in the thick of things after those four games. I, I think, you know, they, Kofor was out with an injury. <clears throat> he came back. MJ Walker was out with an injury. Now he's back. You know, they're, they're, I think they're maybe trying to get acclimated to each other. You know, you get used to playing with Walker, then he goes down and Kofor comes in. You got to get used to playing with Kofor. Now Walker's back. Trent Forrest needs to figure out how to play more consistent at the point guard position, which I think he will. I think he is extremely talented, and I think that's probably his best position on the floor. That being said, they're just kind of not running like a cohesive unit. Okay, when you watch the Florida State-Florida game from earlier this year, that's not the same team that just played in the, in the past couple weeks in ACC play. So I'm holding Florida State right now. I think uh, instead I'm going to sell Clemson. They just don't look good to me. Okay, I think they're averaging just north of 57 points per game in ACC play. Uh, tough time shooting it. Tough time scoring in general. Uh, you know, 0-3 in the ACC is not where I expected them to be. You know, obviously Virginia's been dominating teams, so that loss is a little bit excusable. But as far as just how they look, the product on the floor, Shelton Mitchell hasn't shot the ball well. Eli Thomas has kind of looked out of shape this season. Amir Sims is hot and cold, like I talked about. Uh, you know, they have a lot of issues that they need to rectify in order for them to turn the season around. And I'm not sure that Brad Barnell has the coaching chops to make that happen. You know, and I've I've said that from the beginning, and I believe going forward, Clemson is going to continue to probably not um, play really great basketball, especially after Reed, Mitchell, and Thomas all leave Clemson. Uh, what am I buying? And you guys can call me a homer. You guys can call me a, a, a you guys can call me bias. Whatever you guys want. I'm buying this Georgia Tech defense. Uh, currently number ten. Ken Palm's deficient uh, defensive efficiency. You know they lock down Virginia Tech. They're they're a couple layups and a couple free throws away from being three and zero in the ACC with a victory over a top ten team in the country. Um, now they go to Syracuse and and beat an Orange team in the Carrier Dome, which. Georgia Tech on the road was an automatic L for years. And I think the combination in the backcourt of Alvarado and DeVoe, the way they play that 1-3-1, has clearly been effective. And, you know, uh, Nikhil Alexander-Walker, 1-for-13, okay, in that Virginia Tech game. You know, Battle, Brissett, Howard, Hughes, not Howard Hughes, Howard and Hughes, combined to go 14-for-42 in their loss to the Jackets at home. So... You know, Passner, it's funny because he's he wasn't seen to be a big coaching chops kind of guy coming into this job at Georgia Tech, and I think what he you know he's known to be a recruiter, and the areas where he has seemingly failed have been in recruiting, and the areas where he seems to excel is in game coaching and adjustments, and I've been you know really impressed 
with how these guys have played the last two weeks. You know, the Virginia Tech game was super ugly, but Virginia, uh, you know, Georgia Tech had a shot to win it coming down the stretch, and that was because of their defense. Virginia Tech just simply couldn't score the ball. Um, if Georgia Tech can figure out how to score consistently, they could be the surprise of the league. I think at this point, uh, an NIT bid would be probably the, the ceiling for this team. But like Pittsburgh, <clears throat> I think that you know Georgia Tech's going to get some wins that they probably otherwise shouldn't. Now they're probably going to drop a game or two that they probably shouldn't either. Um, but we're, we're going to see how that goes. Uh, some games that I'm looking forward to this week. Uh, tonight, Virginia Tech at Virginia. Um, you know These guys split on the season last year. Both of these teams are in the top 10. I have no idea when the last time Virginia Tech and Virginia played each other and both of them were in the top 10. Right now, Virginia Tech looks like a team that could win this whole league outright. You know, there, there's nothing, there's, I would not be shocked to see the Hokies go into Blacksburg and, and beat Virginia tonight. Okay, I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't be shocked to see Virginia beat anybody in the country, uh, Virginia Tech beat anybody in the country right now. Now, I also wouldn't be shocked to see Virginia go in there and make 15 threes and beat them by 25, and Ahmed Hill goes one for nine, okay? And, and Blackshear fouls out and only plays 19 minutes. None of those would shock me. I, I think the more likely scenario is probably a Virginia win by 11, Something like that. You know what I mean? It's probably six or seven coming down the stretch. They go and they make free throws and they close it out. It'll be interesting to see how guys like Braxton Key, uh, Diakite, play for Virginia, how Blackshear and Ahmed Hill, how they play for Virginia Tech. Because I think you're going to get your solid play out of your other guys. You know, Justin Robinson is going to be solid. NAW is going to be super solid um, after a rough game with Virginia, uh, with Georgia Tech. Kyle Guy is probably going to shoot it well. Ty Jerome, DeAndre Hunter. These guys aren't the guys I'm worried about. It's 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 the secondary guys and how they react and, and what will probably be the biggest game for, for either one of these programs early on in the season. Uh, another game, probably a homer for me. Uh, Louisville travels to Atlanta on Saturday. And that's an interesting game for me because I think it's two of the more surprising teams in the league. And I think Louisville's probably more for real right now than Georgia Tech is. But Louisville on the road in Atlanta against that defense, that could be a really good win for Georgia Tech. And again, over you know the Passner era, Georgia Tech has been really, really good at McCamish. Um, you know, save a game last year where they dropped to Grambling and a game that they dropped to Wright State. Other than those two ridiculous losses, they've been really good. Uh, also Saturday, probably the biggest game of the season – I think not just in the ACC, but maybe across the country, is Virginia going to Cameron uh, and visiting Duke. And you know, like I said earlier, I want to see I want to see Duke at full speed. I want to see everybody healthy. I want to see Virginia go in there. And unlike last year, Duke is very good on defense this year, and they are legit good at defense. Now Trey Jones is obviously the the focal point of that defense, he kind of makes things happen there, and he's not going to play in this game. There's, there's no way that he's going to be back for this game. So that sucks. But, you know, obviously Duke still has probably three of the top, let's say seven NBA draft picks in the 2019 draft. So certainly the talent's there. I mean, you're going to want to see what a guy like Jack White can do, what a guy like Marcus Bolden can do. Uh, Javin Deloria. These are going to be the key guys, I think, that if Duke is going to win this game at home, one of those guys has to have a big game. I think 
you know, Ty Jerome, DeAndre Hunter, Kyle Guy, these guys aren't going to be shook going into Cameron and playing. I mean, Ty Jerome hit a, a 30-foot three last year from the top of the key to, to win in Cameron. He he's he you don't give a fuck. So, you know, I in this game, Virginia Tech at Virginia. Okay, let's let's just do some picks. Virginia Tech at Virginia. I like Virginia by eleven. Louisville at Georgia Tech on Saturday. I'm gonna take G Tech at home by three. Uh, I think Nora's uh, Wara is going to struggle a little bit. I think Christian Cunningham is going to struggle a little bit. I think where this game is going to be won is James Banks and A.D. Gay against Stephen Enoch and Malik Williams. And Malik Williams' ability to drag one of them guys out to the to the perimeter is, is pretty scary for me. <clears throat> but, uh, you know, then you've got guys like Dwayne Sutton who – has quietly been one of the better role players in the ACC that nobody ever really talks about. Like, I talk about Warren a lot because he's my boy, but Dwayne Sutton has been really, really good for Louisville this year. Um, I'll take G-Tech by five in that game. I, I like their ability to shoot free throws this year. I like that defense at home. Uh, Virginia at Duke on Saturday. Trey Jones being out is really going to affect that defense. I'm going to take Virginia by six at Cameron Indoor. You know Duke struggles to shoot it, and now I think they're gonna—they're not gonna be as effective defensively. I—I'm I, not thrilled with with the amount of shots that R.J. Barrett is putting up. I wonder—I just wonder about how Zion's gonna play against that defense, that pack line defense. Virginia and Virginia's just been destroying teams this year. So I'm gonna take. Jeez, that's that's two out of three. I took the road game or the uh, the. No, I took home, home, and away. I'm good. I'm good with that, with Virginia being the one on the road. All right, guys, I apologize for it being a short week. I am feeling quite dreadful today, and I apologize to the, the lack of content. I'm gonna We're going to get right. We're going to get back on track here on Sunday, and I'm looking forward to breaking down these games. Might uh, give Charlie a call, see if he wants to show up and, uh, and, and do a little discussion with me. I, I apologize to him as well in this in this. Uh, haze that i've been in the past few days he actually submitted a piece that i was unable to get out i've just been such a just a lazy dirtbag you know nyquil induced coma for the past probably 48 hours but uh, i'll see you guys sunday i hope you guys enjoy the rest of the week for uh for the games and uh you know i'll be back on sunday and we'll break all this craziness down i'm michael hunter this has been the acc basketball report